Welcome back to the 411 Hairstylist Podcast. Today I'm going to be doing a solo episode. Sorry you guys haven't heard from me in a couple episodes. My life has been absolutely crazy, but I'm excited for today's episode. It was actually recommended by one of my followers on my new podcast Instagram page, and I thought that it would be a great Um, topic to touch on because we do have a lot of new hairstylists on this podcast. We do have a lot of hairstylists that are currently in school. And this is great for even um, stylists that have been out of hair school for a long time. It's very beneficial to keep this and to make sure that you can really nail these two things down. Because if you can, then you're going to have great success in things that you do. So in today's topic, for today's topic, it's going to be in-depth consultations and how to get your clients to return. Those are both two really key ingredients that work together because an in-depth consultation will then get you a client that returns because they're happy and satisfied with, with their result and the color that you produced or the extensions that you did. Um, so I wanted to touch a little bit about that today. Um, today I actually had a new client and it was for a new extension install and a full color. So we were kind of preparing her for her wedding hair. Her wedding isn't until like August, but she wants to kind of see and get the feeling of extensions before she just goes right in, which like I totally think is the best move for her because extensions as you guys know, or if you guys don't know, can be kind of tricky to style and learn how to style and adjust to when you first get them in. So this way she'll be able to have them throughout the summer. And then we've kind of talked about adding a little bit more hair as it gets closer to her wedding after, you know, she's been swimming and in the heat all day and all things like that. So my number one tip for an in, um, in-depth consultation for a new client is it all starts when they inquire about an appointment. So as soon as you get that new like DM or a text message or a phone call about a new client wanting an appointment, this is what you're going to do. This is what I do. And I feel like it works best because it already sets me up for success. I know exactly what we're going to be doing. And even if they don't um, reach out to me personally from like text message or um, Instagram, say they just book on my online site, I will go and text them ahead of time. So my number one thing is ask them, you know, introduce yourself, say how thankful you are for having them book and, you know, you're excited to meet them. And then you're going to ask for a couple of things. So I always ask for one to three photos of their hair in natural lighting and a video. So, um, a couple different angles of their hair in natural lighting, along with a video of the back front and sides. So you want to have them send that to you as soon as they can, because then you know what you're working with. And then to follow up with that, I also say, please send me one to three goal photos that you have. Try to make sure that these don't have heavy filters on them because a lot of the pictures from Pinterest and a lot of the goal photos, they have filters over the top of them. And we want to make sure that it's a realistic goal photo. So I always actually say, if you have anything from my page, 
that is one of your goal photos, please send that forward. If not, just make sure that it's not heavily filtered. And then what you can do is you can compare their starting stage to their goal stage. And then beforehand, you already know what you're kind of going into. So I like to call that like the DM consultation. That's your very first step in a deep consultation is getting to know them, getting to know their hair and getting to know what their end goal is so that when the appointment time comes, they can can sit down in your chair and you can go off of that consult that you already discussed in, you know, DMs or text message. So then when they come and they sit down for their appointment, I ask them a few questions. I say specifically, what do you like and dislike about your hair right now in its current state? So they're going to tell you what they like, they dislike, things like that. Because if you give them examples off of the goal photo, it could be different than like how they're feeling and what they want. When you ask them what they like and dislike about their hair currently, sometimes the conversation will just start flowing and you'll figure out more things that are maybe different than the goal photos themselves. So first and foremost, what do you like and dislike about your hair currently in the state that it is right now? And then what is your favorite part on this goal photo? Is it the bright money pieces? Is it the brighter ends and the more dimensional mid shaft? Um, do you really like like her face frame or the way that her bangs lay? Like what is it specifically about this photo that you like? I have been doing hair long enough to know that sometimes clients see the goal photo differently than us as stylists. And honestly, it can cause chaos and mayhem. So you really want to make sure that you're both on the same page when it comes to this goal photo. I've actually even noticed that sometimes it could be the way that the girl is dressed or how the girl has her makeup done. Like it could be the overall picture. Like they aren't looking at specific things in the hair like we are. And you also got to tend to their hair type and their hair texture and quality as well. So sometimes asking them specific things that they like about the goal photo will help you better reach their goal in the end. Um, and if you don't ask that, if you don't break down that goal photo, a lot of, um, like mishaps could happen. So I would just really recommend pulling up the photo on your phone. So, cause they sent you the picture from the DM consultation. You want to make sure that it's that same photo. Sometimes what I find to happen especially when I did hair earlier on, like in my year one and two, I would be like, okay, could you pull up that goal photo real quick? And they had so many different ones saved that it's a different goal photo than the one that they sent me. And I had already been preparing for the one that they sent me. And that's totally fine if it's different and it changes, but you want to stick with the original. So pull up what they sent you in your DMs or your text messages and be like, this is the goal photo that you showed me. Are you still interested? And are you still loving this color? Like, is this still what you want your hair to look like? Okay. So then hold the phone in front of them and be like specific. Do you like the bangs? Do you like the money piece? Do you like how she has dimension at the root? Do you want it to go all the way up to the root? Do you like this cut? And really break down the color. Because us as stylists, we see things in a whole different eye than clients see it. Um, And you know, breaking it down in front of them kind of makes it make more sense for the client as well. So I would say 
Just really go based off of that for an in-depth consultation. Move the hair around a lot. Get a feel for the texture and the type of hair to really determine if that goal photo is possible. That's another key step in an in-depth consultation is making sure that you don't overpromise. You don't want to ever overpromise anything. And that is why specifically in the DM consultation as well, when we are, you know, doing this before the appointment is even set, I never overpromise anything. I remember back when I very first started, I feel like I did that a little bit. I was like, Oh, okay, great. Like, you know, I'll see you at your appointment. I didn't really go any further than that. Now what I say is, um, I say, thanks so much for the photos. We'll have a more in-depth, a more in-depth consultation when you get here, but I love these colors and they're so pretty. Um, and then I say, I'll see you soon. So don't necessarily promise that you can get them there in that appointment because then that's over promising. And again, if you see the goal photo and it, you know, is comparable to their, uh, hair type and what they have currently on their hair and you think it's possible, then give them the go ahead. But I don't ever say like, okay, good, great. Let's plan on it. Let's do it. Um, all of that until they get here and we kind of discuss things further, because even if it looks like you can achieve that color in one in one session or in one sitting, you don't know what they have on their hair previously. A lot of the times, like they could be smudged with like a permanent color or they had like a vivid in their hair a long time ago. That's like faded out, but still is stuck in their cuticle. So just make sure that you're not over promising. That's a big thing in consultation. You don't want to get, you know, misread or you don't want to, you know, overpromise anything because in the end that could lead to a client not returning. And like I said, like I am not perfect by any means. Like I have learned from doing hair as long as I have that these are just steps that help me and they've gotten me to where I am today. So Um, that would be like second, really most important thing. Just analyze the hair, make sure you're not over promising and make sure that they know the steps that it's going to take. If it is going to take more than one appointment, be really upfront and honest about that. If their integrity can't handle it. Okay. Well then let's break it into two to three sessions. If it can handle it and you're going to do it in one appointment, make sure that they know it's going to be a really long appointment and it's going to cost extra because you're doing it all in one appointment. So those are a couple of the key things that I really suggest for an in-depth good consultation that can then lead you to your clients returning and being happy. And that goes hand in hand. Like I said, from the beginning of this episode, I would say, so say you did your, you know, new client, they loved it. They booked a new appointment and they show up. This is just a few things that I've done to help build that really strong relationship with my clients and make sure that I have returning clients because, you know, you have those returning clients, you have the OG clients, you have the clients that you would kind of bend over backwards for because they've been with you from the very beginning. I have a very strict like time limit with myself that I don't really work past 5.30 in the evenings and I don't work past 5.30 because I start early and that's just kind of how I like my days to be. I know that a lot of hairstylists will start around like 10-ish and then like the they won't be done until like 7 p.m. But personally, I love to have my evenings. That's when I like thrive the most. That's when I love working out. Um, that's when I like doing things that I like to do. So I have this like strict time limit with myself and 
even those like those OGs, those returning clients, those ones that have been there for me and like supported me through the beginning. Like those are the clients that I will bend my rules with a little bit. Like say they needed to get in at like five 30 cause they were just getting off of work. Like if depending on what it is, like, you know, I will make that, you know, I'll bend the rules for that client just a little bit. And that's that connection that you can build with your clients that honestly just becomes like family becomes like friends and clients come and go all the time. But if you can build a good returning client base, you're going to be set. I think that majority of my clients are now rebooking and returning to me. And I think I'm getting close to, um, closing out my books here soon. So I hope to be able to do that because you get to a point where you have known all these people for so long, you've been doing their hair for so long that you get comfortable with, you know, doing their hair and you don't really want to do anyone else's hair because you're happy with your clientele base. And that really is, I feel like the end goal for most hairstylists is to be happy with their client base, to want their clients to return. And you know, they don't get them, they don't give them anxiety. They don't give them stress. They don't make you nervous. Like it's just all genuine, genuine clients that you really like and that you've worked hard for. So a few things that I've done to help with returning clients, I think I've talked about this in a couple episodes past, but when they first come to you, um, recommend them all the good products. Like I recommend them like a good oil, heat protectant and a deep condition, sometime like an all over like multitask like spray. And what I'll do for my clients is I'll actually call the products in that I recommended at salon centric and they actually can go pick them up and pay for them and they get my discount applied. So a lot of the times salons specifically, I'm at an in-home studio, as you guys know, but a lot of the times salons will have product in there and then they'll mark them up. And that's a great way to make extra, uh, extra money on your products. But personally, I don't do that because I'm in a, at an in-home studio. And if my clients want products, they'll tell me. And I love for my clients to be able to get good products at an affordable cost. I want them to get products at the cost that I get products because that's what I put on my hair and that's what I want them to put on their hair. So I actually don't make any money at all with product. Sometimes I do if there's like a summer blowout sale and the products get reduced way down to like five to $15, then I'll buy a couple and keep them in my salon. But I found that this helps. I I don't know specifically if this helps, but I feel like it does because it makes the client feel important. It makes them feel like they're being taken care of and they know that they're getting it at that discount. So I mean, Oplex or Purology or um, Redken, I mean, is usually double the amount for them to buy at like Ulta or Sephora or wherever they're shopping for it if they compared to when I call it in for them at Salon Centric. So where I'm at, um, I do hair here in Cedar City. There's actually a salon centric right down the street from me. Like I would say it's like three minutes away and I let the clients know like, Hey, this is where this is at. This is where I get all my good products. Like, would you want me to call some in for you so that you can maintain and, uh, have healthy hair in between appointments and most if not all of them say yes. So I feel like that's a really big way to help your clients return is they know that they're being taken care of. It's that little thing that I can do on my part. It takes me two minutes after their appointment to call it in for them and then it's ready to pick up. So if you guys have never done that or never tried it, 
definitely try that out and let me know how you guys feel about it. I know that some stylists won't agree with that. They really do believe in up, uh, upselling their products to get profit from it. But personally, I just think why not let them have the product for a good price and then I'm going to be happy and they're going to be happy. So that's a really big way to help them feel, you know, like they're being taken care of. I know I've said that so many times, but it really is like just a little thing that you can do. Another thing that I do to help my clients return is really just make sure to be genuine, like my genuine self. I never try, I never try to be anyone that I'm not. I do match personalities as in energy, but I'm always still myself. Um, and I think that's really important. I feel like as hairstylists, sometimes we might lose ourselves or we could feel like we're almost having an identity crisis because we're trying to match so many different personalities, match their energy, but don't change your personality. That's my biggest thing is like, be you, be true to who you are. And like that person is either going to stay with you or not. I've heard multiple times before, if from clients specifically, like, especially if they get along with you really well on that level, that they're going to stay with you versus somebody that could do their hair absolutely perfect. Like say you didn't do that color exactly perfect, like exactly didn't hit the dot that one time, but you have all the other times, or maybe there was a couple of times where you didn't quite hit that spot. If you really jive and connect with this client, the said so client, they're going to stay with you because of that. So, and I have heard that and multiple of my clients have said that, you know, like, Once I find my person, you're my person. And you hear people say that all the time. Like, please don't move. Please don't leave. Like, I want to like stay with you forever. Like I'll follow you wherever you go. It's because when you find a person that's not only good at doing your hair, but also connects with you, like on a personal level, it becomes a whole other ball game. So I would say just always be yourself, always be true to who you are. And also like another good way to help clients return is just making sure that you're really fair with them with pricing. Like I have had some clients come to me from other stylists and they've mentioned that they really like how high I have a set price and that price doesn't change. So a lot of, um, stylists around here and in other States and other parts of the world, like they'll have a base price. So it starts at like 185 and then it says like a little plus sign or like 150 and then it has a little plus sign. Let your clients know what that plus sign means. Like that goes a long way in letting your clients like have trust in you that you're not like jipping them or you're not trying to just like get money out of them. Like this is our job, but we do have to be very like upfront and honest about what the cost and, you know, price breakdown is. So I have a set price of like 135 for my full highlight. And then it's $7 per bowl after that. So but my set price and most people only pay 135. If you have extra long hair or extra thick hair, which I already knew that because I sent a DM consultation and we went through that, I will let them know we might have to use two to four extra bowls of bleach on you. They're $7 each. The price won't go over this. So I give them a set price of what it will not go over no matter what. Um, and so far that's really worked well with me because 
they know before coming in, okay, she says this is the most and this is the least. I could be at the very um, least of it, but I could be at the highest end of it too. So my pricing is very like, what is it? Like transparent. Like it's right up front. It's right where they can see it. And honestly, it never changes. So I will say I, I definitely need to up my prices with the economy and how prices and products have raised and things are changing, you know, but I am at an in-home studio. I don't have a lot of overhead costs, so that's why I'm able to maintain that price. Um, But I feel like that goes a long way with clients. So just being upfront and transparent about your pricing, let them know from the very beginning what they're going to be paying for, what that extra cost, um, where that extra cost is coming in from. I feel like a lot of clients like to know where that extra cost is coming in from. Also, never, ever, ever, put a mask or an Oplex treatment or a protein treatment, moisture treatment, anything on your client's hair without confirming and asking them beforehand if that's okay. Because if you're putting a protein or a moisture treatment on someone's hair that is an extra $25 and they're unaware about that and you go to tell them their total at the end, they're wondering where that $25 came from. This personally has never happened to me, but I've heard it happen to other of my clients at other salons. And I've even seen, you know, a bunch of like horror stories on TikTok about that, where, you know, these people go in and it's a set price and then they leave like $200 more because of like the trim costs more, the tri- the blowout costs more. Like those are things that people need to know up front, And that in return is going to make them trust you. You trust them. They're Therefore, they're going to be a returning client. So those are just a couple of the things that I would really recommend that have really helped me. And also like just making sure that your clients are taken care of, like asking them at the end, like, what do you love about it? Like, are you loving it? Like, is there anything that I can change next time? I also have like a good grace period where, especially with a haircut, it's a seven day period. If you don't like your haircut, you can come in and I'll fix it for free. So let them know that like, if they're not happy, like they can come back for sure. And that's just another trust thing with your clients, like letting them know that they're taking care of with color, I have a five uh, five day grace period. If you aren't liking something about your color, please let me know and I'll get you in. We'll fix it and I'll do it for free. So little things like that, yes, can be a pain in the butt, but they are going to make sure that that client trusts you and therefore they're going to come back and they're going to return. And also this is after, you know, a couple years of having this client or, you know, one or two years of having this client consistently, they've been rescheduling, they've booked good, they tip you good. Like, you know, that they're going to be like an OG client. Sometimes for Christmas, I'll do little goodie bags and I will hand them out specifically to those OG clients or those clients that have been there. Yeah. Like the OG clients that have been there from the very beginning. And I think I've talked about this in past episodes. It's just a small little goodie bag, travel size shampoo and conditioner, good oil, a little scrunchie, um, a little claw clip, something to make them feel appreciated. Like I want them to know that I appreciate them and you know, they appreciate me. Like it's a two way street. It's a 50, 50 street with getting returning clients. So you want to make sure that you're doing little things here and there to make them want to come back. And I don't, I don't mean shower them with gifts every single time. I just mean specifically if you know it's their birthday or it's a holiday coming up and they're going to 
uh, be with you and getting their hair done around those holidays, like go get them a little goodie bag. Like it's not going to cost you more than $15. And you know, those OG clients tip way more than that anyways. So just make them feel loved, make them feel appreciated just like they do with you. And you are going to be good. Like, honestly, it's just about being personable. It's about having respect for your clients. It's about knowing that without your clients, you wouldn't have what you have. So you need to show them your appreciation. And I'm really big on that. So those are just a couple of the things that I have done. And hopefully these can help you guys out. But as always, thank you thank you so much for tuning in to today's episode. And we will see you next time. <laughs>